international. Sit around and watch the tube, but nothing's on. I change the channels for an hour or two. Twiddle my thumbs just for a bit. I'm sick of all the same old poop. In a house with unlocked doors and I'm flipping lazy. Bite my lip and close my eyes. Take me away to paradise. I'm so damn bored, I'm going blind and I smell like shit. If it doesn't fit, you must equip. This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the millennials. All right. Hello, shalom, and assalamu alaikum to all my listeners out there. World peace. That's what we preach on this show. That's what we're all about. Everybody just get along, would you? Take each other on a case-by-case basis. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I was just called a pussy in the Whataburger parking lot, so just goes to show you there's a whole range of people out there, and uh, you got to take them for face value and move on from that. Uh, We've got a phenomenal show today, what I like to consider the greatest podcast episode ever. I'm pretty sure that's where this is going to go. I'd like to start off by reading a tweet, all right? Let's, uh, let's kick things off here, okay? Here we are. Uh, <clears throat> At Real Donald Trump, you are actually a disgusting excuse of a president, and we would love to have Barack Obama back. Also, you have tiny hands. That was a tweet sent out by the McDonald's Corporation. It has since been taken down, but I find it interesting that... We have ourselves a a quality Twitter beef now, okay? Because uh, on one side, you've got an evil corporation with a clown as its figurehead shilling their poisonous garbage on a global scale, okay? And then on the other side, you have McDonald's. So I'd like to welcome my guest today. My guest is Lynn. How are you, Lynn? Doing great. How yeah. are you? You're in town for South by Southwest. Yes. Has I it am. caught up to you yet? Uh, I felt it this morning, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to starting to rear its ugly head right into the microphone, Lynn. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. So uh, where do you stand on the McDonald's versus Donald Trump battle taking place? Man, I didn't know I have to make a stand on anything. Yeah, stands are taken on this show. They're taken very seriously. We're often quoted by Time Magazine. 
My friend actually was just on the cover of Time, but that doesn't matter. Oh, for um, what? Um, Wait, no, that does matter. That's way more interesting <laughs> than we're about, we're about to talk about. Um, it was for they are a um, gender non-conforming person, and they started a foundation called Gender is Over, and it was like these jerseys that got like Laura Jane Grace of Against Me wearing them, and Shamir, who's also an amazing musician, and they were just put on the cover of Time magazine. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They get, are they getting any royalties from that? How does that work? I don't know. I think it's just like I'm on Time Magazine. Yeah. How many copies do you think they bought? Probably like 10. Yeah. But you like Time Magazine, is it still, it's still a relevant force of journalism. I mean, Donald Trump wants it to be. Yeah. He's been on it the most times. Ever? Ever, according to him. It's really like 55. I mean, if he's the one saying it, yeah, he's only been like three times. Yeah. Do you read Time Magazine? I don't, but... Maybe I'll get this issue. Do you do do you read do you read magazines? <laughs> do you read? Have you ever read something? I have read something. Um, no, I don't really read magazines. I read Bus Magazine, uh, even though I used to work for them, kind of. Um, and I swore I was never going to get a subscription, but when I'm in line at Whole Foods, I always buy it and read it. But this is Bus Magazine, mm-hmm. a feminism. It is ma- magazine. Uh, has Donald Trump ever been on the cover of that? No. Probably not. Actually, the most heartbreaking thing that I have is the Bust magazine with Hillary Clinton on the cover. And it says, we're ready. Yeah. When that, that came out, what, November 1st? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that unfortunately did not work to the favor of Bust magazine. But I imagine their readership spiked nonetheless. Probably did, yeah. Isn't it interesting to see what's happening? It's like uh, everybody's ratings are up. Everybody suddenly has a position. Yeah. And they're using it to their advantage. Except for me versus McDonald's and Donald Trump. That's a, listen, I accept you for who you are. You do not have to take, you're not forced to take a stand on the McDonald's Donald Trump. Quite frankly, it wasn't even real. (laughs) Uh, McDonald's was hacked, but I just thought it'd be an interesting springboard into whatever we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So you don't, so you, so you read Bus Magazine on occasion. Yes. And uh, you visit web certain websites frequently yeah and i have a new yorker subscription (laughs) yeah but it's really just like piling up it's really daunting you like it for the art i like it because i want to be able to read it and i want to read it cover to cover every week it just never happens like aspiration yeah it's like a goal but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things it's like you got laundry to do you got a podcast to listen to there's other things happening I'm sorry, New Yorker. I cannot read you a magazine. I wish it were just like a little less words. When you were uh, younger, did you get magazines in the mail? Oh, all of them. Wasn't that exciting when they came? Yeah. Like the day they got there? Especially when I was like able to convince my dad to get me 17 magazine, even though I was like 12. No, but that's like, that's that's like, what the audience is for yeah. 17. Because only 12-year-olds think 17-year-olds are cool. I never met a 17-year-old who, who read 17. No, you were made fun of. That's when you were like supposed to like step up to Cosmo yeah. in like the girl sphere. Did you ever, ooh, the girl sphere. The girl sphere. I grew up in a house of women, but I'm not, obviously I'm not as tapped into the girl sphere. Is Cosmo a big deal though? When you're 17. But then tapers off around what age? 18. <laughs> yeah, that's about, that sounds about right. Did you ever glean anything worthy from Cosmo? No, I never actually read it. I couldn't handle it. It was just too much for me as like, and I was like an awkward, weird 17 year old who nobody wanted to like make out with me anyway. Oh, and I didn't live in the country when I was 17. So that also 
helps. Yeah. Where were you living? I was living in France. Is that where you were born? Uh, no, it's where my family's from. Your all, your side. entire immediate family? Well, my mom is from there, and then my grandmother on my dad's side are actually like from the same region. Oh, that's interesting. Is that how they met? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know how they met. They just met in D.C. <laughs> okay. So, and that's where you were born? Mm-hmm. And you lived in D.C. until you were how old? 12 years old. And that's when you, oh, so right when you were reading 17. Mm-hmm. And then... Your family as a whole took off for France? Uh, my dad and I moved to a small town in North Carolina. And then I picked up and moved when I was 16. Oh, so your parents weren't, they didn't stay together. Mm-mm. All right. And your mom went back to France. Yeah. And your dad raised you in North Carolina. Yep. And DC is just in the rear view mirror. No, my whole family is there. So like we're there. Actually, I haven't been back to, I've lived in New York for almost 10 years now. And I haven't been back to North Carolina in five years. Okay, so... Uh, we just, like, meet up in D.C. Okay, nice, that's where like, the reunions are. It's where the family is, yeah. Yeah. Do you like going to D.C.? Yeah, I love it a lot. I mean, I'm really scared. It's, like, a really interesting town, and it's a very interesting town because it changes literally with the administration. Sure. So it was really fucking cool yeah. during Obama. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was back home for Thanksgiving, and I took the bus to D.C. proper, and I was going to Alexandria, Virginia, to my uncle's house, and I legit did not feel comfortable walking on the sidewalk of in DC. in DC yeah and that why oh just because there's like a new breed of like this weird Nazi male mm-hmm. and I just kept seeing them and it's kind of like everybody knows what that haircut stands for sure like the shaved with like the hair to the front yeah you know what I'm talking about I or think like, I do like like, like it's back. like a, it's like a hipster buzz cut it's like Richard Spencer. Yeah, yeah. It's Richard Spencer's exact haircut. Yeah, it's very American psycho-y. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I would just see like hordes of people with that haircut and it just made me feel awkward and unsafe. Yeah. Did anybody ever like shout anything out to you? No, I think it was like, it was, a very, it was like Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Big so, Nazi holiday, by the way. It is. So they, they, Lots of genocide. Yeah. That happens. Tons. On Thanksgiving. Um... But yeah, so I was just like walking down the street and I would just see like families and like everybody looked very Aryan that day. Yeah. And that I'm not sure where it came from. And that sort of look makes you uneasy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me a little uneasy, too. I mean, I try, you know, as I stated, like at the top of the, the podcast, here, I try not to, you know, judge a book by its uh, cover. But, you know, if, if, if the, the book is Mein Kampf, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> But has everything else been okay? I mean, you're not getting too much. You're not experiencing too much uh, flack or heat out there on the streets. No, I was legit just there for like not that long. I mean, I was like going straight to Alexandria and then like coming straight back. I think I was there for like, I was in town for like less than 24 hours. Okay. So you weren't out like out at night and partying or anything like that. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like, obviously there's a tone set throughout the entire country right now. You're either... You're either pissed off or or you're, you know, over the top aggressive. Uh, There doesn't seem to be any anybody in the middle now. Uh, But uh, in D.C., you you know, you said you lived there from one administration and another. Were you there when Bush was president? Bush Sr. Bush Bush Jr. Little Bush. No, not Little Bush. I was in North Carolina at that time. Okay, all right. Which is also a 
predominantly red state, no? Um, yes and no. I lived in like this weird pocket bubble called Wilmington, um, which is actually like very progressive. Okay. Um, like Asheville? Yeah, I also lived in Asheville, actually. Okay. A lot of hippies. <laughs> a lot of fake hippies. Yeah. It's, it's a, I got out of there real quick. Okay. It was not Because a of the fake hippies? Me. You're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. There's too much hacky sack going there's on. Too much, there's too much hacky sack. There's too much sage. Yeah. It's bad for me. A lot of sage. <laughs> a lot of smudging in the dorm rooms. Mm-hmm. Smudging. Smudging in the dorm rooms. What's that? It's like a, you take sage and like you get rid of the evil spirits in your apartment. Oh, like it's witchcraft. You go in the corners. Yeah. Witchcraft, yeah. Uh-huh. Is that, that's what smudging is? It's just getting rid of evil spirits with burning sage? Exactly. And you like smudge the corners of the room. I kind of get it. My aunt actually like just started like this like metaphysical wellness center. Yeah. In Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. <laughs> She's a very big smudger. Yeah. She does Reiki. Is What's that how that? you say it? Reiki? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, she does Reiki. It's like massage without touching. Oh, like, uh, so it helps like bring out like energy. She's a certified Reiki practitioner. Okay. And she also, she reads your aura and kind of, she also does crystal healing. Um, the best part about this story is that she was formerly a lobbyist for a major health insurance company. Uh huh. I could see the lineage here now. It's sort of like you get a peek behind the wall and it's like, oh shit, I, that's not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> let me go, go to the supermarket and get some crystals and sage here. It's time to start healing some people. Exactly, exactly. Are you, uh, do you sort of, I don't want to use the phrase buy into, but are you a believer in that kind of healing? Do you sort of see the, uh, the benefits? I feel like we have to believe in something. Yeah. And since I'm not really big, I don't know, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. Kind of got out of that. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I want to, it's like Mulder or Scully. Yeah. Like I want to believe. Yeah. I mean, you can embrace it for sure. Yeah. But there ne- there always needs to be room for, for a little bit of skepticism. For sure. I'm actually getting like really into tarot right now. That's cool. Yeah. Have you had a, a reading? Um, I had a reading in Denver over Labor Day weekend. That was scary accurate. Yeah. What did it say? It was just telling me that I was staying in some relationships for like the wrong reason. And I was like, literally like thinking about like cutting somebody out of my life. Yeah. And did you? I did. Well, there you go. It all worked out. Yeah. What, Much what, better, happier person. I could see that. What? <laughs> uh, and it's not just because you just had yourself a jalapeno cheddar burger. Exactly. From Whataburger. By the way, we're sponsored by Whataburger. Uh, but uh, what was going on in that relationship that you were like? It was just going on for too long. I just like was going on for too long and like wasn't great, but it was really comfortable. Right, right. But it wasn't fulfilling. But it wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't growing. It was just very stagnant. Yeah. Without, without trashing the person, what kind of, I'm curious what kind of person you enter into a relationship with. So what were they into? What were they all about? Were they like a hippie? Were they into no. the sage and crystals? No, they're into like a lot of like rad stuff and like, yeah, no, they're a really great person. It was just that like they weren't as driven as I am career wise. Yeah. They were and like just, it's hard. It is hard to be with somebody who doesn't, you know, express a passion for something. They're definitely passionate about a lot of things. It just... They, I don't know, like, they're really talented. They just weren't able to, like, break. Yeah. Artist? Musician? Artist. Yeah. What medium? Comedy. 
Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm a little familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to date a comedian for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. <laughs> no. But it, was, but it wasn't a bad experience. No. The way you're phrasing it. No, it wasn't a bad experience. I mean, you learn from everything. Yeah, it just didn't pan out. Yeah, I just need to learn that I need to, like, be with somebody a little bit more career-driven. Yeah. Or, like, willing to take the risks to, like, get there. Yeah. Do you hang out around the, the Wall Street bars now? Get, get, <laughs> get yourself a finance woman? I don't even leave my apartment, <laughs> so that would be a thing. Yeah. Or do you do the uh, the dating apps? No. I don't. I'm I'm off of it, too. I, like, it's dumb. I mean, it's fun when you're with your friends. Yeah. But it's, like, not fun for, like, real life. I, you know, the last person I dated, we, we, we're, we're now friends, which is cool. Uh, but we ended things not too long ago, and we had met through Tinder. And uh, I don't know, there's just something removed from that whole process. And it's substituted with the notion of finding someone on an app. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather go out and, and meet Playing someone organically or, 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 or just not meet anybody at all, like yourself, yeah. just stay in my apartment. Yeah. I have a cat. Yeah. He's cool. He's a cool little cat. Yeah. You're a cat person. I'm a Rex Manning person who's my cat. <laughs> Is that, that's named after the Simpsons, right? Empire Records. Oh, Empire Records. Rex, Rex Manning, Manning is the, Day. the pop star. Mm-hmm. Wait, so who am I thinking of? There's oh, a Rex character on The Simpsons. There was an episode that was based on like Prohibition. Oh, my roommate calls him Rex Tillerson because he's very moody. Yeah, is Rex Tillerson? Yeah, Rex Tillerson is. I'm tuning it all out, by the way. I don't. The only I only go to Reuters to get <sighs> news now, and uh, I, I'm not. Follow, I'm trying to tune out the circus. So. To oh speak. yeah. But Rex Tillerson is a moody guy. He's the the secretary of something. He's Mood the Exxon Mobil Terp CEO. Well, he, he was the CEO of that, but yeah, now yeah. he's the Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who we want. Yeah, representing us. Totally. I mean, what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson. It's quite a quite a roster. Yeah. Uh, so you're in town doing South by I am. That's a huge deal in Austin, South by Southwest. It's a huge deal across the world. It is right. It's got some good PR going for it. Especially those people who aren't allowed in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Well, they did a, a, a showcase called contraband here and that featured bands from all the banned countries, which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, like half of them didn't even get in. Oh really? I just read an article on Vulture. So I read Vulture. Okay. Pretty religiously. Yeah. And I Vulture's just, a good one. Yeah. Um, and I just read the article. It was like, here's all of the bands that weren't allowed into the country. Any big ones? Um, not huge. But like, I mean, of course, there was Soviet Soviet out of Italy. Yeah. But um, it's notable because they come here to, to start a career to exactly. uh, expand their audience. So they can get that P visa. Yeah, exactly. Like, this guy just does not like the arts. It doesn't. Slash it all. Yeah, that's insane. Slash and burn. This guy wants to live in an Apple commercial from 84. Jesus. If you keep them uneducated, then... Then... You're golden. They don't yearn to be educated. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I felt like I got a chill just saying that out loud. <laughs> what uh, bands have you seen while you're here? Um, I've seen a lot of people that I know, which is like super cool. Um, one of my... I know these girls out of Nashville, Daddy Issues, saw them yesterday. Yeah. Saw one of my favorites, Colleen Green, um, right after them. 
saw a really great band out of DC, Priest, last night. Okay. Um, Power Bottom. Oh, I know them. Killing it. No vowels in that, right? No vowels. Yeah, I've heard them before. They're great. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, how, was the, how was the crowd for that? Was it... Uh, tightly packed in and it was tightly packed in it was actually tighter for power bottom than it was for priest last night yeah well uh, is priest big are they as big as power bottom priests are really amazing it's priest as in like priests like like father son holy spirit okay priest right yeah and they're pretty big too yeah they just came out with their first album they actually um are like part of like this really great dc scene this like kind of like successor to fagazi and all of that oh yeah yeah. and they actually own their own record label called sister polygon records all right and they just put out their first album even though they've been a band for a while they've just like done the tour like grind yeah and then came out with an album and they're really amazing katie alice greer is like phenomenal performer it's an all-female group no it's a it's a A female fronted female fronted female drummer okay you support primarily female fronted groups i noticed i just like like the voices better (laughs) it's really weird it's not like i it's it's not weird like i seek it out it just happens yeah well i mean naturally rather we come we land on the things that we enjoy most yeah whether we're seeking them out or not yeah that's pretty cool though i mean it resonates with you yeah i guess so is yeah. It, is it a way to is it a way to sort of exercise any sort of rage or or, or It was emotions? growing up. Yeah. I like fell into Bikini Kill when I was 12. Oh, they're phenomenal. Which was Babes great, in Toyland, you like them? I do. I do. And then from Bikini Kill I fell into the love of my life, which was Leader Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. you are big. I was getting there. We I was yeah. building up to that. Yeah. We're jumping a few <laughs> steps, but I know you're a huge Carrie Brown Steen fan, right? Yeah, I'm a huge Carrie Brown Steen fan, but more the musician than the actor. Yeah. But you still, I mean, do you watch Portlandia? It's not bad. I haven't seen it in like two seasons, honestly. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. But uh, Sleater Kinney, that's your shit. It is my shit. You know all the albums? I do. I do. Let's know list all them. of them. <laughs> um, from first one is like self-titled. Okay. Then wait, dig me out. No, I can't do this right now. Um, all right. You got, you got a bit of a food coma happening. Yeah, exactly. All hands <laughs> on the bad one. Um... The Hot Rock. Okay. How many times have you seen them live? Seven. Yeah. But that's like only because they were on hiatus, like when I was of concert going age. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's your opinion of, uh, what's your opinion of Courtney Love? More than seven. I don't know. She just, she's doing her thing. Hole's a great band. Yeah. She's doing her thing. But you know, like there's, there's, well, when I was younger, we used to latch onto these sort of fights and beefs. Yeah. Rivalries. Good. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And uh, for years, she was accused of pretty much aping the styles of all those bands that we just talked about. Yeah. You know, Bikini Kill and Babes in, to- Babes yeah. in Toyland especially. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. what's her name? She was going out in the torn up prom dress first. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Courtney Love's dating uh, Nirvana head over there. Yeah. And, uh, she, you know, now she's doing that too. Yeah. I know Kathleen Hanna and Courtney Love hate each other. Yeah. Hated each other. Kathleen Hanna is from? Bikini Kill. Bikini Kill. But uh, also Julie Ruin. Oh, uh, Julie Ruin. The Julie Ruin, yeah. Who's that? Uh, it's Kathleen Hanna's new band. Okay, any good? Newest band. Yeah, I saw them. Actually, it was like really powerful. I saw them the day after the election. Yeah. And the day before Kathleen Hanna's like fiftieth birthday. Are, does the music still hold a place when they're that age? Oh yeah, I mean Kathleen Hanna's phenomenal performer. Yeah. 
Because I like, I don't think she's fifty. I needed to fact check that one. But she's older. I mean, she's obviously older, older yeah. than she was when she was first putting out that yeah. brand of music. Yeah, I mean, I, Julie Rand's a little bit more subdued. Okay, but she's still just like phenomenal performer. There's always, you know, sometimes I see like, uh, you know, not to make this a gender thing, but it's pre- you know, it's pretty relevant in today's climate. But like, you see a man who is like mid forties or fifties you know, like Johnny Rotten or, or someone like that. And they're going up and they're doing all the songs that they were doing in their 20s. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not, you know, you've got love handles now and you got a little extra punch. There I don't know. Just, Iggy Pop is like. Well, he's, I, well, he could be the exception of the rule. That guy's like 98 and still yeah, stage diving. Exactly. So I don't know what he's injecting into himself. <laughs> Super ripped. Like, yeah, that guy's gone from heroin to B12 and it's mm-hmm. working out for him. God bless him. But, uh, I, I, I was a huge, not was, is a huge Beastie Boy fan. I uh-huh. love them. They're, that is who, you put them on any time of the day, any time of the week, I'm not turning them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could do no wrong in my eyes, except for that one Burroughs album. But anyway, the point is, is that I saw them perform once and they were all graying and they were all getting on in age. And as much as I enjoyed the music, there was still something just kind of that youthful spark was just kind hopefully of hopefully Kathleen Hanna is like seeping some of that ad rock energy and she's they're together it, right yeah they are yeah she puts it into her performance as like a fountain of youth but like <laughs> takes it out of him and like puts it into her I'd be cool with that yeah I gotta go see some of these bands the whole riot girl movement has really sort of evolved into this new not even new it's just it's a very uh, uh, widespread yeah fan base now yeah it's weird yeah if you ever got a chance to interview Carrie Brownstein, I would die. After that, what questions would you ask? I don't even know because it's like she's really interesting as an idol to me um, because she is queer and she also is like very much doesn't give a fuck about being queer and that's just like who she is and I think that's like really rad and like that's kind of like where I am or I aspire to be like in my identity like it's not like an identifying factor it's just like this is who I am and I think it's really cool that she's been able to like stay really true to herself Mm -hmm. for like a really really long time like throughout her career she seems like she's always doing her even if it's like doing damage to the band yeah well you know she's always doing her yeah um, I mean, let's be honest. Who's selling tickets here? True. Although, like, it was Corin though. Like, back in the day, like, people were going to go see Corin mm-hmm. and, like, even Carrie knew that. Yeah. She was like, I'm not the star. Yeah. And then she, like... Actually, we had a really interesting conversation. We were trying to, like, sort them into houses. And Who's to, we? Me and my friends were, like, sitting in line um, for the... Um, New Year's Eve show in San Francisco and we were trying to sort the three into houses and we couldn't figure out if Carrie was a Slytherin or a Gryffindor so I would probably ask her which house she would sort herself in I've never read or seen anything related to Harry Potter so this conversation I mean I you may have to really catch me up now what is the difference between those two? So like a Gryffindor is a Slytherin with more heart Uh, what is a Slytherin? a (laughs) Slytherin A Donna, do you, know she's, do you know all about this? Yeah. Every, everyone does except I for me. I feel bad, though, because I met Carrie a couple of years ago at South By. Uh-huh. And I, I, if I would have known, I would have asked. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Slytherin? A Slytherin is like a very self-serving glory or death. Like ego. Ego, yeah. Yeah. 
And and uh, what was the other one? A Hufflepuff? Hufflepuffs are like, whatever. They're Hufflepuffs. They're exactly what they sound like. Yeah. And then Ravenclaws are like the really like book smart ones. Oh, well, that's a very... Yeah, that's a pretty sharp name for someone who's book smart. Ravenclaw. Yeah. That, Ravenclaw. I feel like that would be the jock. Yeah. Who are the jocks at Harry Potter U? I guess it'd Harry be like Potter High School. the Slytherins. I mean, they're just like glory or death. Like yeah. there's no like in between. Yeah. Like Slytherins are just like all or nothing. Okay. I'm going to, um, I need to have another Gryffindor. episode of a Harry Potter expert on here. The Gryffindor always wins. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, you, you haven't missed a step. I tell yeah. you, you're doing great. <laughs> Uh, but the Gryffindors, they always win because they have heart. And they, like, save the school yeah. a bazillion times. That, even Saved by the Bell, couldn't pull no. that off. No. They had a lot of fundraisers on that show. To have a lot of fundraisers. I learned a little, bleh. I don't really, like, remember much of Saved by the Bell, though. Just, like, the I'm so excited. Yeah, that's, like, the, the popular sort of what it, meme. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Saved by the Bell was a great show because it was just on after all the cartoons on Saturday. Mm. And that w- that was when I was I think I was already in middle school when that was happening. Uh-huh. But it was all it was still on. They were do- still throwing the reruns at you, whether it was on NBC or TBS. Uh-huh. Well into my college years, so it sort of took on for me anyway. It took on this meaning of this is what I'm going to watch when I'm hungover uh-huh. because I don't have to think too much. It's easy. It's Slater. accessible, and I know what's going to happen. Do you ever remember California Dreaming? Of course. I yeah. play that theme song on YouTube. Like, I look it up. That was my favorite. Yeah. Surf dudes with attitudes. Kind of groovy. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Much. Oh, you're going <laughs> to. That's kind of. I just planted an earworm in you. You're yeah. going to look that up. It California is. Dreams was one. Uh, Dreams, yeah. California. Yeah, was it California Dreams? California Dreams, California Dreaming. California Dreaming. It was one of them. And then there was, there was another show, but I can't. God damn, I, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but it it was like, it took place in like New York City and it was like a basketball team and they would constantly like hang out on the roof of the school. It was, yeah. It I was, missed that one. Yeah, it did, did not last long. It did <laughs> not last. I think that one was called City Dreams. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Or, or something, they were trying to piggyback mm. onto, because NBC did this whole TNBC thing, like Teen I NBC. do remember that. Yeah. I but, was like uh, a, in elementary school, which is when you watch TNBC. That's it, right. Because when you're 12, you think 17-year-olds are cool. And when you're in elementary, you think the Zach Teen. Morris is a real dreamboat. Yeah, exactly. Were you? Did you think Zach was a good-looking fella? I liked Slater, which yeah. is like, I guess, who I was supposed to like. Yeah, even though why? he was dumb. Why do you say that? I don't know. Because he was like the dreamboat. Yeah. He was supposed to be the dreamboat. I just found like Zach to be like too... like much of a nice guy like Slater was an asshole and he was like down with it yeah he's like I don't care yeah this, this is, is who I am. this is what I do here look, Zach- check out my biceps now yeah I was never not in a onesie <laughs> where Zach always tried to like do this like weird like mask and like yeah. save the day but he was actually like really skeezy I see, uh, people would laugh at that guy if he existed exactly yeah it's like, like get, the, get the fuck out of here yeah just be the class president we know you all want to be that stop exactly. trying to rebel it's like uh the like the tracy flick but at least even tracy flick was true to herself she didn't yeah, give a she fuck knew. she knew it was up that she tracy was... flick one badass bitch i'll mm-hmm. tell you love that movie so uh you mentioned that you were queer earlier yeah and uh do you still find any of any of the Saved by the Bell cast members attractive? You still on that Slater tip? No, I never really found any of them attractive. 
It's just like you were younger and you were just thought, this is who I need to, uh, This you is know, like worship. what high school is going to be like. We're going to go to like the, the, the cafe, not, we're going to go to like the fast food restaurant for lunch, but yeah. no, I really just went to the cafeteria. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What, uh, like there's no coolness. What do you find uh, attractive nowadays? What's, uh, what's your ideal uh, mate? I don't know. Just somebody who's like down. And I'm just like, I find myself as I get older, I guess, just like seeking out authenticity over everything. Yeah. You see a lot of uh, fake bullshit out there? Oh, I mean, I live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody is like... Everybody's e putting on airs? Exactly. All the time. Yeah. Um, but I'm, also, you kind of run in, a, in, in circles where there's... That, that's, you know, that shows itself. Yeah, for you, sure. You hang out with a very artsy crowd. You're also in, in television production. So you're, you're, I mean, you're, that stuff probably presents itself to you more than most people. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely like something like even in like my career, it's like really hard for me because I am a very real person. Um, and I'm not saying like I'm an asshole or like mean. I just am not good at like placating people and no, I get I'm, really annoyed after like five minutes. That's fine. I mean, you shouldn't be asked to. And like I found... I don't know. I like worked with this, like, no. Um, yeah, don't you, what's not, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like kill your career. <laughs> no, it's just so like, I find, I get like nervous because I find people who are like more outgoing and more like gregarious. Extroverts. Extroverts. But you don't like to date extroverts. I don't like to be an extrovert. I hate it. Yeah. I've had to like do it so much this week and I'm just like ready to like crawl into like Yeah, my you're bed. exhausted. I can imagine. I'm a huge introvert and yeah. I, Cannot date extroverts. I can only put up with them for so long before I'm like, I'm out. Got to go. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially in that industry, they're everywhere. They so are. Everybody wants to be noticed. Exactly. And like, I don't know. I've always like, just wanted my work to be noticed, but it's like really hard. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you also got <laughs> that woman thing happening for you. So yeah. God bless you. <laughs> you seem to be doing all right, though. You doing good things. Chilling. Uh, yeah, I just got off like a really cool project uh, making politically minded, political, politically minded original content for a production company. Well, congrats. Um, yeah, it was really rad. I got to like go out and like shoot with my friends. Yeah. Um, Are you allowed to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. It's already on the internet. What's it called? Uh, it's on Punch Productions. Okay. Um, Punchproductions.com? Punch.tv. Okay. Um, but it's actually like mostly lives on the Facebook page. Okay. Is this the homo ground stuff that you work with? No, this is like the, this is like the real work. Okay. The real work. Ooh. Um, okay. So yeah. So I did like a series of documentaries called joy and resistance was like the thesis. Yeah. Um, I followed like parties, um, through that, I actually started working for an organization that's really rad, and they're going to start throwing parties here in Austin. Fantastic! Uh, called Party to Protect. Excellent. Um, and when does that? When do you know when that's going to start? It's going to start next month. Oh, that's the soon. First Friday of every month. Yeah. Do you know where the parties are going to be? I do, but it's in my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, people will find out. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the in the credits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like super cool um, organization. We, uh, I wasn't a part of it then, but they raised twelve and a half thousand dollars for Planned Parenthood. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because you you currently live in New York, mm -hmm. and um, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, you know civil rights and gay rights issues kind of at the forefront. Do you feel that uh, in New York things are still a little tricky to navigate around? Like, is there still a lot of tension bubbling? Is there 
I mean, is there I a lot feel, more solidarity in that city? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel their resistance strong. I mean, like I said, I was like filming these documentaries, so I was like literally out in the trenches, like every Saturday and every Sunday. Yeah, filming. Yeah, um, meeting you people. Be busy. Yeah, meeting people, meeting organizers, doing that, and like the resistance in New York is strong, and I think you're seeing it even from like the higher ups. You're seeing it from De Blasio, and yeah, also you're I mean, supported. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a good feeling. So, like, I think it never really has been, like, that bad. I mean, it was really funny because I was talking to a, uh, I was on another podcast, and I was doing this thing, and they were, they're a management company based out of Miami, and they were throwing a show for Northside Festival, and they actually had to cancel their show because they found out the venue they booked for their Northside Showcase had supported a neo-Nazi concert a month prior, and so they were like, no, yeah, you're not having us. If you want to support that, then we can't, so you yeah, we can't be a part of this. Now, that raises an interesting issue, and I'm not advocating, obviously, for neo-Nazism, duh. Yeah. But uh, are they really supporting it, though, as much as they are? They're not even financing it. They're just sort of giving that v- voice uh, a, a venue. Yeah, Which but- I, look, I don't agree with, but if you're somebody who's running something... Maybe neo-Nazism is the line. <laughs> yeah, I think neo-Nazism should be the line because then you're like, not only you are supporting it though, because you're giving a venue for these people to like have a voice and you're making a cool event out of it. Yeah. And like these like 18 year olds are going to come and like they don't know what's going on. And that's what they're exposed to. And that's what they're exposed to. So you're what like... If, what, if, what if it was like a gun rights group though? Like should they have their voice I mean, taken away or should they have their platforms taken away i mean how wh- wh- how does this work i feel like people in like a lot of like marginalized communities are still like having their voices taken away yeah and still having to like create their own spaces and create their own diy spaces so like you should too like do the fucking work dude yeah like <laughs> yeah we shouldn't be giving you spaces when you're like literally everywhere when like we're getting like I don't know New York is dying in a way like Shea Stadium which was an amazing venue is that closing? closed Jesus Christ yeah twice closed twice, twice? Yeah. oh Whoa. no I got so excited <laughs> that's alright it happens all the time um, yeah it closed twice in like three months and what yeah Market I, Hotel is closed which one? Market Hotel okay that's after my time I think um, it was like Death by Audio it was like the oh, same yeah. Death, Death by, by Audio is closed Death by Audio is closed I was there like the week after it opened uh, for some weird rave party type thing that's all it was uh, <laughs> yeah I, I was there like in a three piece suit I just came from a wedding amazing and I was just walking around and everybody's like the fuck is going on here <laughs> I saw Eric Andre there. It was strange. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He gave me a big hug. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, dropping names. My foot. <laughs> anyway, going back to the original question, um, I, you know, I, yeah, obviously, yeah, you don't want to fucking empower anybody who's going to spread a message of filth. Yeah. Um, but I guess like, you know, I, I, I just think everybody should have the opportunity to say what they want to say. I mean, but is free speech really hate speech? Well, that's, I guess that's the gray area. That's the issue that, you know, yeah. we will, con- you know, everybody's constantly dissecting and talking about. For sure. Like, I don't know. I, I think that, like, they should have to, like, go rent their own, um, like, hangar in Bushwick. Yeah, I guess they could. We'll like see who shows up there. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like, look, if the clan wants to have a parade, do it without your fucking masks on. Yeah. You know, be proud of, of your hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so what, what happens uh, from here? Um, I am helping 
with an event, actually like super like background um, helping um, selling merch um, at an event tomorrow called Lesbian Wedding at Sahara Lounge. Oh, hell yeah. And then it's back home. Back home to New back York City, New York baby. No job. Where they play Billy Joel on every corner and uh, we're born with a halal plate in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you uh, do you catch any uh, any flack? You find it hard to navigate around the city as a as a queer woman. You catching any heat for that or no? People being cool. I mean, I don't really like. I've read as a straight white cis person, yeah. so it doesn't. I have every single advantage and every single amount of privilege. Yeah. In the world. And it seems like you're using that to help others, which is good. For sure. Like that's like, I mean, if I have a certain privilege, I have to acknowledge my privilege and also like give the space. Like I'm trying to work a lot harder on representing more trans artists and more artists of color on our podcast, because I think, especially in the queer community, um, people think that they aren't, don't people like think in the queer community because they're oppressed in like one way. It like doesn't mean, or it means that they can't be oppressive in their own ways, but right. they're being like hella oppressive mm -hmm. and hell like, and in the queer movement was started by a black trans woman. Yeah. And like, nobody Ooh. can ever forget that. Um, why am I blanking on the name? It's not RuPaul, is it? No, it was, um, Marsha P. Oh, okay. Um, well, who are some of the bands that you're helping? Let's give them some shout outs. Let's see if we could uh, increase their audience. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really into like Mickey Blanco and um, I'd love to have them on the podcast, actually. Mickey Blanco, you hearing this? Because they listen to us. <laughs> yeah. They listen to my podcast. <laughs> We're huge with the Mickey Blanco set. Um, yeah. Like I'm really digging like Mickey Blanco. Um into Cakes Tequila. Mm -hmm. I saw them for free at the Brooklyn Museum. It was like super rad. Um, of course, there's Against Me, who's on tour right now. Um, super. They're, they're pretty big. They're at the forefront of this of this movement. They are. Yeah. They are. And it's really cool that I think that's there. They um, partnered with Marie with like the gender is over thing. So okay. that was like really, really rad. See, I'm not ingratiated in the scene. So like for me to know one of the bands that's involved, yeah. I mean, they they must be doing real well. Yeah. I mean, they're opening for green day now. So yeah. Well, Hey, you know, <laughs> they did it. Um, yeah. Big green day fan, by the way. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Only the early stuff, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'm really digging my friend's band out of North Carolina. They're white, but um, it's a punk band called Museum Mouth. They mm -hmm. just got signed to a label. I like the name. Yeah, they're Museum really... Museum Mouth. Museum Mouth. Yeah. Um, just signed to a label. Actually opened for Against Me while they were in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I can't really... I wish I would have become more prepared. Oh, there's this amazing rapper, Samus. Hey, look, I say that... Before we start this podcast every week, I wish I came more prepared. <laughs> um, killer, killer, killer um, rapper named Samus. She's on Don Giovanni, I think. There's Maldivisa, okay. who's an amazing, amazing musician. Vagabond just came out with her first major EP on my birthday. It was a really cute birthday present to go see that album release show. Vagabond's super rad. Um, of course, Power Bottom's huge now. Yeah, they're big. Um, yeah, just I react when you bring them up because I really I like their music. They're really yeah. great. I think they're really good. Yeah, and like uh, another really super rad band is Power Bottom. Um, there's Ezra Furman and the Boyfriends, which are really cool. I, I 
caught them last year at South by they're not here this year. Um, but I think it's just like delving into like your community and like seeking out art, like, Oh, and, um, told slant Felix, mm-hmm. they are actually the one who started the anti-immigration thing. Oh, okay. All right. Via tweet. I feel like you should have your own zine. Do people <laughs> still do zines? They do. It's like a huge thing now. DIY yeah, it's back, like so right? So cute. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's sick of blogs. Exactly. Everybody's they doing need, zines. Yeah. Zines are great. And Downtown Boys, who just signed a Sub Pop, which is fucking incredible. That's huge. They're Sub Pop. so good. This and is great. Let me ask you this. If all of these bands that you mentioned suddenly became the hugest things in the world, like I'm talking like like T.I. levels of fame. I said T.I. I didn't say Kanye. Uh, w- like, would, the, w- would they still hold sacred for you? Yeah, of course. Like, if, like if they became pop it. sensations, would you still be okay with what was happening? You know, I mean, what? I feel like every artist that I mentioned has a very authentic voice mm-hmm. and a very authentic message. And I don't think that, and a lot of them are come from like... I don't, I I don't, I think it's great because like a lot of them come from like marginalized communities, like um, downtown boys is actually a bilingual queer Latinx punk band that unapologetically sings in Spanish. Yeah. If they become like the next big thing, fuck yeah. Yeah, Like we need that. Like, is it very rhythmic? It's punk. I don't know. It's a, it's really good though. Um, they do cover. What's the name of them again? Downtown Boys. Downtown Boys. Yeah. They're out of Providence, Rhode Island. The way you just described them, it sounds exactly like what Sub Pop would sign. Yeah. 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 But I mean, they weren't signing them for years. Right. You know what I mean? But like they are now, yeah. It took them. They actually, they just came out with their new single, um, Somos Cholos, No Somos Pendejas. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like really powerful. So if they become big and they're like being bilingual and they're telling you that this was originally a Selena song and not a pretender song and like you need to know, then like, hell yeah. Yeah. Play a stadium, play Barclays. Like I'll pay the 50 bucks. Yeah. So so what's going to happen after this is every time I have a music conversation with someone you know, much younger than I or younger than I, uh-huh. I, I, I try to catalog as many names of bands that I possibly can. And then yeah. I hit the Spotify right after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I got to figure out, I gotta, I gotta hear this shit. I gotta know what's inspiring yeah. people out there. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm never a person who's like, Oh, I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm a little sad that Sleater Kenny's so big, but like, and it's mostly because of Portlandia. Yeah. But like it's, you go to a Sleater Kenny show. Do you see a lot of Portlandia fans? Oh, everyone's a Portlandia fan pretty much. But are they only Portlandia fans that are finding Sleater Kenny or they're Carrie Brownstein fans? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, but it's also like, meh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck out um, of my way. I'm going to the front. Exactly. You Portlandia bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get aggressive. Like, I deserve this more than you. Yeah. I've been <laughs> here from the start. Go, exactly. go, go, go to UCB. It's down the block. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking weirdos, huh? <laughs> but uh, like, yeah. I never want to, like, hurt. I never want to, like, put my own personal, like, attachment to music to another person's success, especially if they're coming from, like, a person with, like, less innate privilege than me sure like i want them to the front like girls to the front yeah like <laughs> why not yeah and then, well and then there's the also front. this thing where it's like why begrudge an artist the opportunity to reach more people and be successful exactly while at the same time you know why begrudge a new fan from the joy that they experience albeit a new joy than, than yours from you know listening true it's one of those weird <laughs> things you know what i mean um, which is why I only listen to things that other people don't, except for the Beastie Boys. Uh, but real quick, uh, we're going to wrap it up. What uh, You're a big television fan, too. 
I am. Because every I feel like every time I post a long-winded <laughs> Facebook status about a TV show I'm watching, you know, like six people like it, like the post, and you're always one of the six. What uh, <laughs> what have you been watching lately on Netflix? What do you, what can you uh, recommend or what are you into? I haven't. I mean, oh man, I hated love. I hate love. Yeah, I think everybody's <laughs> kind of hate watching that though, right? I, the music is so good though. Yeah, I can't stop. Um, she actually they play. Um, that guy reminds me of me. That's why I can't watch it. I dated somebody who reminded them of them, and I was like, "Nah, you're. I can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't deal with this." Was that another uh, comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they all? Huh? Um, but yeah, I. I don't know. I. I watched that like while I was packing. Yeah. Which was easy to watch because um, I didn't care. Um, I mean, I'm just like getting on like the how to get away with murder train, and I think it's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a, that's huge. Yeah, how to get away with murder. Yeah. But that's the one that came out after Scandal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's a new one. What's her name that puts those uh, together? Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. She's yeah. huge. Yeah. So I just got into that. Um, I've been trying to go to see movies more. Yeah. Which is cool. But it's hard because with movies it's like I feel like most of the stuff they're putting in theaters is crap they're popcorn movies so that people have a reason to go and uh, it's becoming harder and harder to find something really cool yeah I, I, I need to go see that Get Out is very cool. It's very good. Last night I watched a documentary called Tickled. Have you seen that one? Oh no, but I don't want to. I don't like tickles. Yeah, it's 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 it was a weird. Donna, have you seen that Tickled? Mm-mm. Okay, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a hard a hard thing to explain. <laughs> uh, we'll do it off mic, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm always interested in what you're watching and what you're into. Yeah, bit of a taste maker. I want to be one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got uh, to be five years younger, though. What's that? <laughs> to be five years younger. No, don't say that. <laughs> you, you work with what you got. You never know. One day you'll you'll hit middle age and start a podcast, and then you could just talk to all the younger people about what's good. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me. This was good. Yeah. I think so. Right. Chill. Pretty good. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, then I highly encourage you to stop by bodytapeintl.com. That is the podcast network that this show is a part of. Please sample all of their fine programming. They've got many shows for you to choose from. Land on one and you're bound to enjoy it. Again, bodytapeintl.com or simply type in bodytapeintl in your iTunes search bar. All those shows will come up. Uh, and if you'd like to drop us a line, we are at Ryan Has a Podcast at gmail.com and uh and that'll do it for me and for lynn and for ethan and donna we're gonna we're gonna get back out there do some south by southwestern get ourselves some free shit right free food free shit that's what consumerism baby that's what south by is all about uh we'll see you next week see ya Good.